Welcome to episode 48 of Re-Educating Dad, the cross-generational talk show. My name is Tony Coe, otherwise known as Big Tone, and I'm joined on today's show by my co-host and daughter, Tony Coe Brooker, a.k.a. Little Tone, and by my grandson, Ben. So you have the complete tri-gen team weighing in on our topic of today. But first, how are you both? Starting with you, Ben. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Um, being back at school is beginning to become a normality now. It's still, it's still tiring, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying being back. That's good to hear. And how about you, Lil Tone? Yeah, I'm okay, thank you. Not, not doing too badly. Um, still suffering a bit with long COVID, but I'm getting there slowly. Good. Well, you get better because we need you. Quite a lot of um, feedback, both uh, public and non-public, um, meaning posted publicly or as a direct message to us, on the last two episodes that were on the Harry and Meghan interview. And as we can see that that is the fallout, well, the fallout between the two sides is, seems to be intensifying, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, it really does. But uh, it looks to me as though the feedback is uh, largely on generational divide lines, uh, with me being the odd one out as being the old, only old fart who doesn't seem to support the, the House of Windsor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that, you know, that's to be expected. So many loyal subjects out there. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, let's get to today's topic. Um, I'm sure you've got some stuff to say about these dreadful, dreadful tragedy, um, around the Sarah Everard killing Tony, little Tone. Is that your way of introducing the subject? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've got some things to say. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, I'd like to hear your perspective. I don't really know where to start. I feel emotionally unprepared to talk about this subject. Um, It is horrible, you know. Um, A young woman lost her life by the hands of someone that swore to protect her and oh no 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 no! hang on stop just let us just be careful because we this is a public show so um we don't know that yet uh we know that some charged yeah charge is not conviction so we can't say that yet so what what we do know is that um uh that um a police officer has been arrested um And and charged So it's got to go to trial before we jump the gun. So I just, I just, it's my job to lay that out there. So carry on. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, we don't know, but it seems clear that that's what's happened. I guess we'll wait and see what the trial, trial says. Anyway, a young, a young woman has lost her life. Um, Mm -hmm. We suspect by the hands of someone who uh, was a police officer. Yes. You know, I was part of the, group of people that were sharing her missing post on social media so I was actively sharing that on my social media as well trying to locate her and her remains were found in the woods um, by Kent um, which is not that far away from where I live and I think that it's really shaken uh, women across 
across the earth really but you know they're talking about oh we've we've lost you we've lost you momentarily there but um I, I, we, we get the gist but hopefully you'll come back online in a moment little tone but uh we certainly get the gist of what you're saying so ben you've been saying that uh, this is actually uh you know you're, you're right at the other end of the generational spectrum and uh it's, it's always great to hear what young people are thinking about these things um so maybe you could i got uh, disconnected there for a second yeah we we lost you so um when we when you come back on i'll come back to you in a moment for for just a few minutes i want to hear from ben because it's obviously great also to hear from the younger uh, the youngest section of our community uh, and what they're thinking and you say that this is fairly um there's quite a lot of discussion with your peers on this. yeah yeah i think that the um it started a lot of um, healthy and, and necessary conversations amongst people in, in my, in my college. Um, as well as, um, so we have, there's been a group of um, people that have uh, demanded to hold an assembly on it. Um, like that will go out to um, our year to discuss um, uh, sexual assault awareness. Um, and I think it's it's really I think it's really important that this this age group to start the conversations uh, because we we'll go off to university soon, which uh, I am pretty sure is um, a, a key place where sexual assault occurs very often because you have parties and things like that. And I think that the uh, the the attitude the negative attitudes towards women start off early and allow themselves to manifest. So I think the, the earlier we get we we start talking about it then the more the better effect it will have on people yes agreed little tone are you there i am yes I'm oh good hear me. yeah we can hear you so maybe you've, you've switched your video off so maybe that'll improve the connection maybe um yeah you we cut you you got cut off in your prime did you have more to say i don't really know where i was at i think i was just saying that you know women uh, in the UK are feeling very, you know, scared for their lives at the moment because we just don't feel safe. And I think that's the main thing. And I think that that's been, for a lot of really nice men, that's been a very um, shocking bit of news to hear. Um, you know, uh, quite a few people called me and said, yeah, I didn't realise this is how women felt. I really thought that we lived in a society that was civilised and, you know, that this wasn't something that, that was such a massive thing but you know the fact is is that it's a white female that's been killed so therefore it's you know a much bigger in in the news than if it was a person of color um and also the fact that she was you know fully clothed she wasn't like on a night out drinking or anything she was literally walking home in like yoga gear and trainers and you know there's she literally did nothing wrong she literally walked home in a well-lit area and um i think it's yeah it's just really shaken people yeah i mean and, i must say um, what what you just said there about um men coming out and saying wow we didn't realize this that that has struck me too because i you know yeah. even hearing pretty patel the uh you know the the home secretary saying you know that that, that, that saying that you know she feels scared or has felt scared and and uh you know, this business about carrying keys in your hand so that you can protect yourself and, 
you know, it's. I thought. See, I thought that was common knowledge. I thought that no, everyone I, knew that I women carry that. keys in their hands. I, I was taught to carry keys in my hands no. by Jackie. Well, so well, that, by Ben's see, mom. That's you know that's amazing. I, yeah, I the only didn't know the that. only way I know is from speaking to um to friend, uh, friends that I know um who yeah who do that. I think um because of all this um uh a lot of my um friends that are girls bought um like this keychain that can be used as like a as like sort of like a makeshift weapon if if needed and if need be um that's the only way i know because in like media and social media it's not really well, up until now it's not really been expressed well, you know when we had a we had a um conversation a podcast a few weeks ago and i said about carrying a knife which is obviously yeah. a stupid thing oh, to yeah. do it can be used against you but this is exactly why because women don't feel protected and they feel like they need to do something to protect themselves another really common thing is to carry one of those you know those jiff lemons that they look like lemon shaped they look like a lemon and they and they have lemon juice in them um you would normally ha use oh. it for cooking and stuff. oh you yeah, can yeah. Carry it in your pocket and it can literally like um it's like pepper spray and it has a really good sort of of like range and aim that's another thing that women you know a really common thing that women carry with them and you know if people say what about rape alarms rape alarms don't do anything people do not pay attention to rape alarms mm. and you know it's it's just it's a, it's the really scary reality of what it's like to be a woman uh, every day and um i don't know how many times i've had to you know we're only really starting to have honest conversations about this about you know, people sharing who their abusers are because, you know, other people are friends with them and, and being believed and listened to and having, you know, your voice heard. You know, and I, I've sh shared with you, Dad, lots of things that have happened to me over the years as well. Um, and I don't, I don't feel safe. And mm. a lot of people would say that I'm a, like probably even people listening to this would say that I sound like a confident, independent woman or whatever but i i'm afraid of being attacked all the time and one of the reasons i'm afraid of being t attacked all the time is because of having um an opinion online and how much of uh, how what that opens me up to you know this kind of bullying and harassment for having an opinion so every time i get on this podcast i'm putting myself at risk because anyone can listen to what i'm saying yes yeah i see that uh, and I mean, I've read a lot about that as well, about how um, people are not actually not only women, but uh, quite a few women are pilloried because of their views. I mean, I think that's absolutely terrible that we can't you we, we, we get to a point where we're frightened of even articulating our opinions. That's just dreadful. So you were saying you, then that there you was... read that. Go on. Sorry. No, go were ahead. You, I asked you to read that article about those women that you know had you know blogs and stuff like that that's what i was yeah, i'd forgotten that until you threats. just mentioned yeah. it yeah that's where i that's where i picked that up from and i thought that was absolutely dreadful so ben you said that there were a couple of um girls in your school who who were going to i think you used the word demanded to take an assembly on it or something yeah yeah they wanted to um just uh just talk about it and, and start and start some conversations about it and hopefully spread, spread more awareness um, because um, well just because th this event has, has really thrust this topic into into the main uh, into the spotlight and I think that it was just they thought it was necessary to, to, to do it at this time um, 
it's necessary to do it any time. But um, I think that this might maybe gave them the confidence to do it because everyone's talking about it now. Did your did your discussions, um, Ben, take you into the area of the, how the police handled the so-called vigil? Um, briefly, briefly, yes. Okay. What? What? Um, what about that? I thought I, I, I just it's very. Uh, Tony mentioned it um, uh, a what like a couple minutes ago. I think it's so disappointing because during these times people need to be able to trust the trust the police to to come forward because that's that's obviously how how these crimes are going to be stopped with people coming forward and saying what's happened and well for, ideally they would be wouldn't happen in the first place um and i just think that this shows this made people lose trust in their own police that they couldn't uh they couldn't protest or they couldn't they couldn't mourn the death of of someone without being uh, being attacked. What did you think on that, Tony? Little tone? I think that the, I think that the, all those people went to grieve because they felt like it could have been any of, the, any of us, any women, woman could have experienced what happened to Sarah Everard. And there was such a, a need to grieve publicly. And I think the police having a pre presence there at all was inappropriate because there was already anger towards them, so much anger. And the problem is, is that whether the police provoked it or the public provoked it, they had no place to be there. You know, it's, it, there was so much anger towards the police that there, it was going to end in um, people expressing how they felt towards them and, and probably it would end up in, you know, police arrests. And I just think that, yeah, I mean, like I've just said, I, I feel that they had no place to be there. Um, you know, they are a symbol of of something that we f we feel is not protecting us at the moment. So, yeah, I have a different view of that. Um, uh, I think that the police get a really tough um, d d tough end of it here because they can't seem to do right for doing wrong. I mean, on the one hand, they are charged with keeping the public safe. And let's face it, this was a, a, a COVID-spreading event. Um, people, I mean, the pictures I saw, people were tightly um, packed together. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the government has charged the police with an unprecedented duty to um, stop those um, situations from occurring, to, to, levy, to levy fines and to enforce. Um, and I'm sure that they went there with the intention of it being peaceful. But, you know, there are pictures of them being forcibly pushed and punched and kicked. And but what do you, what do you expect? Upon. I mean, I, I feel angry that you've even said that they get a hard, they, they get a hard, you know, whatever you just said. That makes me angry because a woman just died. A woman just died and the main suspect who's been charged is a police officer. Now, last year, this time last year, we had the BLM protests and there was aggression on both sides. And, you know, there is virtually no evidence of spread of infection from outside events, virtually none. These people were all masked up. Yes, they were holding each other because they were grieving. It was a public event outside. 
and it's a basic human right to be able to protest. And this wasn't even a protest. Well, it should also want to. It shouldn't have been a protest. Sorry, Ben, I'm going to come to you. But it, it, no, it, it certainly sh it shouldn't have been a protest. It was supposed to be a vigil. To, m to my mind, a vigil is where people come together and actually they're largely silent affairs or quiet affairs in which candles are lit, pictures are shown of the person, and you know, it's a sort of mem memorial and a public grieving but these but people, well, there were, the, the powers, there were, well, it's it was not like what I saw. I saw, I saw quite hostile things happening towards the police. I saw foul things being said to them, and I think they were treated unfairly. And I think to, to and I saw the uh, same from police officers. I've seen videos of them pushing people, of them saying disgusting things. Male police officers. Yeah, but you know? well, so I, 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 I've seen no evidence. I've seen no evidence of, of police officers saying um, obscene things. I've, I've seen them certainly pushing people, but then that's what they're supposed to do when when they're they were pushing with people, people that were already walking away, people that were already leaving. Well, they I, were I would, already leaving. I'd like to them. see the evidence of that, but but I think it's to to, to point to the fact that the main suspect is a police officer is really quite unfair because there are rotten apples in every in every single profession but the problem is is you're again you're a man asking a woman to provide evidence that they are being mistreated and this is the problem that we have no i'm asking you to i'm asking you to provide evidence of the of, in support of the assertions that you're making which are unsupported. I, don't, I don't need to i don't need to the police had no right to be there of course they, they no did. Right they had every they right to making, be there. Police were not making anyone safe. Did they make anyone safe that night? No, they didn't. What happened is people got arrested, people got shoved on the ground, police officers got pushed, the public got pushed. But it didn't need to be that way. That wouldn't have happened if they weren't there. Well, you can't... I mean, the, police are, the police are present at demonstrations in order to keep the peace and to make sure that the law, is, the law is obeyed. It was, you know, they shouldn't, the, the organisers correctly cancelled the event and held an online vigil. This was, I think that there was, there were hostile elements there who were, who were out for trouble. That's, that's how it looked to me. But anyway, that's, that's my opinion. What about you, Ben? You were going to say something. Well, I was actually going to mention that because I thought, I thought the police's biggest mistake was not cooperating with what, the, uh, the, um, the organisation, was it called Reclaim the Streets? Uh, that yeah. were there were um i think that that was their biggest mistake because the re reclaimed the streets went to the police and they were like we want to hold a vigil we want to make it covid friendly can you work with us and the police refused and i think that was their biggest mistake because if reclaim the streets was holding the event they i think they promised like marshals and and social distancing and once you got rid of those then obviously people were going to be going to be packed together but and i and i also think that the whole argument of they wanted to prevent the spread of COVID is rubbish because I don't know if you guys heard about the, the Rangers supporters in Scotland. Um, no. The, okay. So um, uh, Rangers won, won the Scottish league um, uh, first time in, in a while. And um, thousands of supporters went out into, um, into the streets to celebrate together and the police didn't, didn't do anything. Um, well, I think there, you've I, made, I, I there think were definitely you... more, more Rangers supporters outside than there were people at the vigil i think you've made two very good points 
the the first one was i think i would agree entirely that it's odd to me that the police didn't cooperate with the organizers because and i agree that that was a mistake the second thing is the second point that you, that you the second issue you point to is lack of consistency mm. and i agree with that too because um the police have allowed protests like uh, black lives matters protests to go ahead during covid also i believe some um, Extinction Rebellion protests to go ahead. So why, why did they single this one out? That seems to me to have been an error and a, a, very, in, a very insensitive lack of judgment. But once, um, once they had m made their ruling that the protest was not, not to go ahead, it shouldn't go ahead, even if you consider that to be a bad judgment, and I would agree with what you said, people who went there were effectively breaking the law. It doesn't fall into an excuse under the current... Actually, um, asked what judge... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, they actually uh, they asked the, both the police and um, uh, Reclaim the Streets, they went to a court judge to decide um, whether or not this was legal because protest uh, meetings are, like breaking the rule of six, are legal for reasonable cause. And the judge said, um, basically, you have to decide between yourselves. This isn't legal. No, no, he said, he said the police have to decide. Did he? That's yes. not why. Okay. Yes, he said the police have to. He wanted them to work it out between themselves. I mean, it was a cop out of a judgment, really. Mm. <laughs> um, and I think that, that was an error, too, frankly. It would have been much better if the court had sort of taken a position on it, a firm position on it. Would have been easier. But um, the, the, the police were allowed by the court to make the call effectively, and they called it off. And so when people attended, they were breaking the law. Um, okay, you know, one understands an outpouring of sympathy, but it's not what I witnessed. I didn't witness a vigil. I witnessed, a host, you know, I, I wit witnessed people being hostile to people who are supposed to keep us safe. And, you know, spitting on the police, you know, is... It was particularly with all the connotations attached to COVID, is just a horrendous thing to do, I think. Um, and so, you know, I, 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 just, I just can't accept that, that the police, I, I can't accept that the police should be criticised in the way that um, they are being. I think you're derailing the conversation by making it about the police. This is a much bigger conversation. This is about... 97% of women feeling unsafe and having been sexually assaulted in their life. That is what the conversation is about. It is not about how the police are treated. And I well, think that that's I'm the not derailing the conversation. This was, a, this was a central part of one of the... This is a very central part of this particular issue because um, a lot of people called for Cressida Dick's resignation as a, on the strength of, uh, of essentially your position. Um, so it's a very, very big part of the issue. So I don't think I can be accused of derailing it. I mean, it's just one of the things that I'm interested in eliciting your views on. Your yeah, but it, you're, more, you're more interested about how the police have been treated rather than the issue at hand, which is the safety of, of, of women in the UK. They no, aren't no, I'm safe. Not, I'm not, I, I've, I've agreed with that. I said it's, it's fr absolutely frightful. I, and it came as a great shock to me. I've... I've I completely accepted that. 
okay, but then if this man gets charged, he is a police officer. He, he, has, has, he has been charged. He hasn't been convicted. Yeah, sorry. If he's convicted, if he's convicted, whatever. Don't, like, <laughs> talk to me about, like, terminology and stuff like that. That's not the important thing well, here. It's, just important, it's important, important for us to be accurate, that's all. Yeah, go on. You were saying if he is convicted. He is a member of her team. So, yes, she should resign. Well, I mean, come on. Her handling of the case. What she said, what she said when she announced what was going on is she said, this is a very rare thing to be happening. I can tell you it's not bloody rare. I can tell you domestic violence has increased 27% in the last year. It's not rare that women are dying at the hands of men. That's not rare. And, and I'm sorry, but if you've not been present in the BLM protests, it's not rare for the police officers to act aggressively towards the public either. Well, I'm, I'm not saying that it is. I don't know whether it is or it isn't. I mean, but I think, that peop I think that anyone who breaks the law, whether they be police officers or anybody else, has to face the consequences. And there's a justice system in place for that. Um, I, not, don't, I don't think their bosses, I don't think their bosses should be, should resign because, you know, I, you know any more than I think that the, the head of um, Amazon should resign because one of his employees is a criminal. You know, I mean, it, it, that makes no sense to me. Well, it makes sense to me. Okay. I think We're, that she's handled, I think she's handled it very badly. She's been incredibly insensitive in her announcements. You know, I think the police having a pres presence at the vigil was really not, not the right move. You know, I think women were there to grieve. And I think that the presence of police is why people acted up and it ended in a, an, un an unsafe environment. And I, and I, you know, when we had our podcast about the police last year, I still maintain that I don't think the police keep people safe as a whole anyway. That's how I feel. Yep. Okay. What do you think, Ben? Um. Uh, yeah. I. I think that if any, if there, if there was any presence at all of police, which I still, I don't think there, there should have been. I think they, they. So do you should, think that? Do you also think that they shouldn't have gone? Um. Either, either that, or they, or they kept their distance, like was, um, like was done in. I know there were there were cases of Black Lives Matter police getting involved, but in the Black Lives Matter uh, protests, um, because like especially during this this topic, the police need to be a trusted figure, and I think that they should have known that any police involvement would have would have riled them up. So it just it's strange to me, especially reading all the articles. Um, all all the articles that I've read are consistent in the fact that the police surrounded a flower uh, arrangement um uh for sarah and that was the thing that, that set them off i just think i i'm just baffled as to why they decided to to, to do that to do what sorry i, I missed that what was the, that about the, a flower arrangement yeah uh, um the ask all the articles that i've read i don't know if this is true but it seems consistent in everything that i've read that the police the thing that uh that set off um the uh the violence was police started to um surround a um like a flower um arrangement uh it was like a monument to, yeah basically. yeah everyone was facing this monument where all the flowers were laid and they essentially stood around the monument so they literally sent they they centered themselves amongst everyone that was grieving yeah which was like which facing was outwards towards them 
I see. I, well, I, I don't know anything about that. I haven't. I haven't read that. So I'll, I'll pay. I'll pay attention to that as I read the um, read the reports on it. Um, but do you? So I just to be clear, Ben, are you saying that they shouldn't like little Tonys? That they shouldn't have gone at all? Yes. Yes. I think. I, I don't. I, I think they shouldn't have been there at all. Or yeah. Uh, I. I. I think they. I think they should have worked with reclaim reclaim the streets is is my overall thing. I think they should have ha had had an actual organisation there that could marshal it. But if they weren't going to uh, cooperate, then yeah, no, they shouldn't have been there at all. But if they had if if they had cooperated with mm. um, the organisation, I've already said that I agree with your point that I think they made a, a big error of judgment there. Uh, they would still have gone, wouldn't they? They wouldn't have let, left it to the marshals. They still would have gone because they have a duty to make sure that these things go off peaceably because they can, you know, they, they can break down. You can have factions that start fighting each other. People can, you know, I mean, for instance, even the women themselves, there might be people there who, uh, I mean, wasn't there some twit of a guy who got up on the stage and, and st started complaining about the COVID restrictions and the women said to him, Look, it's not about you, mate. It's about women. Quite rightly, they said that to him. Not you know, that that's a good example, but there, you know, there could be people there who were who were potential threats. You know, there could be misogynists there, for instance, who who were staging a protest or whatever. So these are these kind of things are these kind of um, gatherings, protests, whatever you want to call it, are you know they they do have the potential to turn into something lawless or something where the public safety people in the public are at risk would you would you not accept that yeah i i i think that um but i, I do think with the marshals there the police could have been there and could have and could have been far um and not could be so involved because they wouldn't have been as worried about covid restrictions and everything because the marshals would have been there to to yeah to do that yeah okay what I think. well of the three of us i do seem to be <laughs> do seem to be in the minority here um in supporting the police but anyway uh, little tone do you have a any sort of final closing remarks not really no <laughs> i just think if you're a man try and listen and stand in you know look out for your female colleagues try and be an ally um try and you know it's not just about sexual assault and harassment and bullying i think that if you if you want to try and be an ally to women ally sorry to women then you know try and look at the casual sexism going on in your life all the time and try and step in that's that's kind of my final word okay well good closing Anything from you, Ben, finally? Mm, not really. Just, I think the important thing is just, just remember to listen to people during this time, what they have to say. Just listen to them. Okay. Well, it's good to have this further opportunity to look at your two different perspectives and compare it to my, the, my own thoughts, uh, uh, my very different um, stage of life. Um, I think that it is good to listen. Um, I've learned a lot from um, hearing from you both. Um, uh, since we've been doing this podcast, I continue to learn. I will continue to listen. Uh, but I think it's also great to, um, to just be able to discuss these things openly and without um, 
you know, without any sense of hostility or winners or losers or anything like that. It's just, it's good to talk. That's what I think. Um, it would be great to hear um, any further, you know, hear anything further from your school um, event, the, the initiative that you oh, were yeah, talking yeah. about. I think that's fantastic that those girls in your school are doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I you obviously agree. think that it's fantastic too. Mm. So that's great. All right. So um, that's the end of this week's episode. Thank you to uh, Little Tone. Thank you to my grandson, Ben. And most importantly, thanks to you for listening to us, uh, dear listener, and for providing us with the feedback you provide us with. We always love to hear it. We may not always agree with what you say, <laughs> um, but we still love to read it or, and to hear from you. Uh, I'm sure you, there are many things that, that we say, probably me more than anyone, uh, that you don't agree with. So that's fine. That's what it's all about, is to, uh, is to share our thoughts and to improve as a, a community, I guess. So please do share this podcast with your uh, friends and family, um, and we will look forward to coming back to you next time with a brand new topic. So it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Bye for me. Thank you very much. Till next time. Bye for now.